Welcome to Help a Girl Out. We are back with the third episode of our podcast. We are so incredibly excited. We can hardly contain ourselves. I'm Rachel and I am joined by my beautiful friend Katie. Hello Katie, how is it going? Are you ready for Vortex? That is what this episode is called. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, this is going to be a, a crazy roller coaster ride. And I feel like this vortex, like, you know, those water slides that you go on at the water park that are like a tornado and it's uh-huh. like the little swirly, it's like a toilet that you go in. Yep. Well, they were actually probably called vortex. But anyway, that's what I feel like this episode topic is all about because <laughs> that's basically. Um, what our lives have been so it is fine (laughs) so for everyone listening um to us today which is probably the best use of your time that you could ever uh even think about doing is listening to us uh we are going to touch on the topic of moving because it is something that both katie and i have done a time or two um, and it obviously has its ups and downs, uh, but you know it's a, something that's important to both of us, and something that has obviously shaped our paths in life and helped us become the wine addicts that we are today. No, I'm just kidding. For the record, I haven't had more than like a glass of wine in the past three months, which is mainly because I haven't seen Katie. But it will all change. <laughs> It'll change eventually when we are um, reunited in person. When our vortexes align, that's when the wine will come out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, that's what we are talking about. We are ready um, to get back together. But in the meantime, you know, moving is something that has separated us, which is so sad. But uh, it's still very exciting. And so both Katie and I grew up in Minnesota which is just my favorite state ever, Um, the land of 10,000 lakes. And I think growing up, I really was fascinated, like I think a lot of people are fascinated with the idea of other countries and other places. And especially for me, I was so amazed at the thought of like a big city. Like I just couldn't even handle the concept. I remember when my father dropped me and my friend, Courtney, hashtag, hi, Courtney, hope you're doing well, <laughs> when he dropped us off at the, uh, not Excel Energy Center, the Target Center in downtown Minneapolis to see, who did we see? Big Time Rush. Whoa. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> yes. And I cried the whole time. Who was your favorite uh, and, member? Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to remember their names now. Okay. Logan and Carlos. Who was the cute? Who was the other ones? Logan, Carlos, and was there a Hayden? No, I liked Carlos. Carlos was Logan. There was a Logan. You said that we've got um, Kendall, Logan, James, and Carlos. Okay, now I'm sorry. This is this is taking a segue, but I really need to. Um, look at what they look like just so I can really accurately answer this question. Oh, yeah, definitely Carlos or Logan. Carlos yeah. was like always, yeah. he had like a hockey helmet on, right? Like he was kind of like the weird one. Yeah, which I mean, I'm kind of weird. I feel like it works out. Um, <laughs> I loved them. Absolutely loved them. Um, 
one of my high school boyfriends uh, used to sing one of their songs to me. It was very funny. Um, if my friend Zoe is listening to this, she will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was life back in the day. Um, wow, that is so embarrassing to even think about. I can't even, I, I have to stop thinking about it because it's just mortifying. But I loved Big Time Rush, loved Cody Simpson. That's where I saw Cody Simpson, which actually... Um, I also became obsessed with Cody Simpson. I did have kind of an obsessive personality um, for a while there. <laughs> I was really obsessed. Um, so anybody who has been friends with me um, from basically like any time, I just have to say thank you for sticking by me through my obsessive periods where I tried to force other people to fall in love with the same artist that I was in love with. I mean, I went through Cody Simpson, Big Time Rush, one Direction was the biggest shit show of all. The Wanted, Ooh. Five Nights of Summer. Ugh. Who was your favorite was in 1D? Okay, definitely Harry. Like, I was going to marry Harry. Yes. But I also loved Zane. Like, he, I mean, I'm sorry, but he was so cute. And, uh, I mean, but Liam. Oh, and then, then he got, like, Niall, like, Okay, and now I feel bad because I haven't said Louis, so I better say Louis. Like, all of them, really. But Harry was definitely my favorite. Um and I was just overwhelmed with him and also Luke Hemmings from Five Seconds of Summer, which the really crazy part to me is that sometimes I look back at this and I'm like, wow, that was only like seven years ago. And I'm like, that is so embarrassing. That needs to be like 20 years behind me. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. It's, it's still really close. Like, I feel like my life was just like a tumbleweed of Rachel is so awkward and embarrassing until like 20. And then all of a sudden I just like skyrocketed got way better. <laughs> well, and you were really into the twins too. Yes. Yes. I was so, and I mean, I still am, but I was like, I'm going to marry all of these 40 year old baseball players who are already married and have children, which is weird. Like it, it, it's like, did you do that as a child where you were obsessed with someone and you like wanted to marry them, but like you, you yeah, can't, but, they were but you like, my age you know it was like okay. I remember I had the biggest crush on like Josh Hutcherson but like I think he's like a year older than oh. we are you know so like oh my I, god oh my god I just thought of him I wow. didn't like fantasize about like older actors I think I just fantasized about the ones my age okay well that makes you normal um <laughs> I was not a normal individual um I just loved the twins so much I lived and breathed them I just was so obsessive honestly like it's just embarrassing like to even think about I was so awkward I just can't like I and I just think about like I cried I actually cried the first time that I went to the twin stadium the full-on yeah sobbing tears just I cannot believe that I am at the Twins Stadium, which is like 30 minutes from my house. It really shouldn't be that <laughs> difficult. But I was, I, but I've always been that way where I'm very easy to impress. Like That's everything really is. The best. Yeah. So I, I mean, you say that Nick, my fiance says that everyone says that. So I, I can like, you know, if I'm going to go swimming um, in a beautiful pool with with water and ocean views and rocks and waterfalls, I'm going to like it. But that is something we will talk about later. But just a little, <laughs> that's, a, that's an Easter egg hint. for a future episode. Yeah, 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 an Easter egg, 100%. Um, but anyway, I, like, loved going to downtown Minneapolis and seeing that concert. And I remember it was like my world was just, oh, it was just, like, mind-blown. 
And I think that as a kid, like I love, and I loved growing up where I grew up and I love Minnesota. And I never felt like, you know how some kids are like, oh, I hate this place. It's so small. Get me out of here. Like, I didn't feel like that at all. I just felt like, oh, I want to see, you know, I'm just excited to see things. And then, oh, we forgot about one obsession, which was, um, it's hard for me to say it. Darren Zanyar, who won the first episode of Swedish Idol. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Swedish Idol. <laughs> and you find him? <laughs> okay, this is how I found him. How did I find him again? Okay, so I was I was on YouTube, okay, which no teenager should be on YouTube. It just never ends well. Uh, they turn into obsessions. I was on YouTube, and I was listening. I think we had watched the Step Up movie at a like sleepover, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to one of those songs. So I typed in Step Up, but then this song came up that was called Step Up by Darren absolute jam put that shit on right now out of control um so i listened to it and i i remember i was on our treadmill downstairs in um our basement which if anyone has ever been to my house you know what i'm talking about like the creepy room in the basement like the utility room where you know like the water heater and all the stuff that people are supposed to know about in their house like that i don't understand that's where that room is and the 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 um the treadmill was down there and i distinctly remember playing this song and just like my world was just like changed i was like oh my god it was so good i love this song we're gonna have to i so well i i don't think for copyright reasons we're allowed to but i have it pulled up I know. because i can't wait to listen to it but maybe we could like link it's it so on good. instagram we will link it yeah exactly exactly that's a we're gonna link it and then we're going to ask you guys to tell us whether you like the song or you don't like it i, I already know what my friend Zoe is going to say because i made her listen to this song hundreds of times and she was so annoyed because she did not feel the same way about darren that i did um but props to her for you know pretending and for letting me play it in her car uh, yes yeah, so i was really annoying he was so cute though okay we're gonna have to put up pictures of all these people just oh my god it gets me it, 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 so anyway darren was about i think he was probably five or six years older than me which is funny because that's the age difference between nick and i but anyway i convinced myself as like a 13 year old that i was going to fly to sweden and um marry darren yeah i don't really know where that where that came from um but i really loved him for a, a hot minute there it lasted for a while i insisted that uh people call me rachel zanyar which is just so mortifying Wait, how old on are you? 14, 14, 15, 16. <laughs> don't even know <laughs> like i so embarrassing i just was an absolute shit show honestly as a child um and yeah so i was obsessed and i wanted to go to sweden so badly and um, my family is swedish and i was like trying to figure out how do i get to sweden which is funny because even if i thought i was going to get to sweden like what makes me think that i'm going to actually find darren like what i'm just gonna arrive in sweden and he's gonna be waiting there for me like rachel what? I just had no logic. Uh, so yeah, so I don't really know like what I was thinking, honestly, throughout most of my life. I don't really know what was going on in my head. Um, other than that, I was blinded by love. 
that's all I have to say. But um, yeah, I thought I would just get to Sweden and, you know, Darren would see me and he'd fall in love with me. Like, you know, age difference, whatever. They don't care about that in Sweden. That's like what I was thinking. Um, and it just, none of it makes any sense, but I really was excited. And he had this song called, um, what's it called? Sail the Ocean. Oh God. And that song used to just make me feel some type of way because I had never seen the ocean like that. I could remember it. Like, I always wanted to see the ocean because um, as a child, when I was like nine months old, my parents uh, took me to Mexico um, because my mom's family is Mexican um, and my mom grew up going to Mexico uh, and my dad won some contests at work for like a free trip to Mexico. Don't really know, but he did not want to go because if you know my father, he hates crowds hates being around people and hates the beach and anywhere warm. So this trip to a crowded beach in Mexico was not his jam, but we went and obviously there's all these cute pictures of me at the beach as a baby, but I had, I hadn't seen the ocean like since I, like I, th that's the only time that I had seen it. And obviously I don't remember that. So as a teenager, I really, really, really wanted to see the ocean. So this idea of Darren and the possibility of flying over the ocean to Sweden really got me going. Um, and I did see the ocean eventually um, when I was lucky enough to go on a family trip with my mom and dad and uh, my friend Zoe. And we went to Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. And you can bet yourself that I sat on the beach and cried seeing the ocean because I was so emotional and so happy. And I really have some issues with being overly sensitive, but that's fine. So, um, so yeah, so the ocean was so exciting. And just as a kid, you know, I wanted to see those places and when um, I was in high school, um, an organization that no longer exists, which is really sad, um, it was called Students Today Leaders Forever, STLF, and um, they did service trips where you would volunteer, and it was over like your school breaks, like the Emmy break and stuff, um, and you would do all of that, you'd volunteer, and then they'd take you to some colleges, you'd go out to eat, you'd, you know, help the community and then you'd you'd end up in a big city so our first ever um trip was to uh chicago and i was like, beside myself with excitement like absolutely losing it um and i was so excited and i told everybody on the bus that i was meeting for the first time that i had never been farther east than the Minnesota Wisconsin state line. So, so Chicago, you're really, you're really. If that gives, huh? yeah, yeah, exactly. So, if that gives you kind of a quick overview of Rachel's traveling history, um, I had been to Arizona a number of times and Montana, which I loved, but I had never seen the ocean. I wanted to go to California. I wanted to go to New York. Um, of course, I wanted to travel internationally, but I that wasn't even like a thought in my head. Um, and now let's see how many years later is that like seven, eight years later, half of my life is international. <laughs> so things can change. Things can, um, uh, really, you know, you can really level up if you're, you know, as long as you're wearing the right uniform, then you can really take your life up to the next level. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of, you know, I think growing up, I was really excited to see the world and really just appreciative of any opportunity to travel or to see things, which I think helped me um, take advantage of some opportunities 
to move and live other places, um, even though it was very difficult and there's been a lot of tears over the years. <laughs> um, and I think, I think for me, one of the things that has helped me a lot is that um, I've always maintained, you know, like a home base, which, you know, my home is Minnesota and it will always be Minnesota. And I don't ever see that changing. Um, and I know that I'm very lucky and blessed for that, having such an amazing family and not everyone has um, that same thing in their life and not everyone is as close to their family as I am. Um, so I know that I'm very blessed for that, but it does make it difficult in terms of if you do want to move or, you know, you, you have an opportunity somewhere and of course you want to chase your dreams and you want to do that and you want to make the most of your opportunities. Um, but it definitely can be difficult kind of managing, you know, having, having people that you love in multiple places and, you know, living abroad or, you know, living somewhere else. And it's, you know, it's kind of a big thing and a lot of people do in it my um, opinion, but um, I feel like kind of like appreciate your home so much more once you've left at least like in my case I think I have like a new appreciation for Minnesota and like there's certain things that I'm like oh I love that about Minnesota or I love to go to that place or I love you know like it's just a specific atmosphere that you, you know I'm so comfortable with and I think like for me like how you just said um you know, Minnesota will always be my home. It really feels like your home once you left. Yeah, no, I think, I think you said that so well. Um, I think I 100% feel that way. And, and I always loved Minnesota and I always, you know, really, 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 you know, felt strongly about it and was so proud to be Minnesotan. But I feel like when I first went to college in Arizona, um, that's when I first kind of really realized like how proud I am to be Minnesotan and how much I love where I grew up. Like the first time that I actually really, you know, kind of reflected on that because so many people were like, I'm from California, I'm from Arizona. And I felt like different, like being like, I'm from Minnesota. And like half the people did not know where Minnesota was. And I was just like, That's you're missing scary. out. Like you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah. It is scary. Cause they're like, what is that? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Exactly. So how did you so, end up um, in Australia? So I, oh, um, through a lot of wine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, my uh, life in Australia um, came about because I studied abroad in Sydney, which was literally the most amazing thing that I could ever do, have ever done. Please, anyone who's listening to this who has ever thought about studying abroad, obviously not exactly a possibility right now with COVID-19, but it's not exactly the best time for that. But if it's something that you wanted to do, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. We should it. actually um, do a separate It was always something that I didn't talk about that experience because I think a lot of people would be interested to hear how you got involved and like your experience with it. Yeah, definitely. Because there's so much I could say, honestly. Um, it's been over four years and I still think about it all the time. And I'm still like, what just happened? That was so crazy and so fun. Um, and yeah, so I think um, doing that, I mean, I think I kind of did things in stages. So, you know, I, I made the decision to go to college in Arizona, which was a huge move on my part being, you know, really close to my family and, and having kind of a lot of things going on in my family. Um, 
And, you know, without the support of my parents who kind of gave me the push and said, you know, you really need to go and do that. Um, I think that really, really helped me. I don't think that I would be able to do what I'm doing today if I hadn't done that, just because it really kind of threw me out of my comfort zone. And I think that's kind of what moving does is it throws you out of your comfort zone. It forces you to try and adapt and and to try new things and to get familiar with new places and to make new friends and, you know, to figure out how to live on your own. And, and I feel like it just kind of, um, I've always felt like I was pretty independent, um, even though you wouldn't tell that now because I text my parents all the time being like, I miss you. Talk to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I feel like generally I was pretty independent in terms of like, in terms of like being able to kind of take care of myself. I mean, my parents took great care of me, obviously, but um, I didn't feel super like, oh my God, I don't know how to like go to the bank without my parents. Like, you know, like I felt like I kind of, they really prepared me for, you know, being being an adult per se. Um, you know, like I, I worked throughout high school, I knew how to do all that stuff. And so I think that helped me with the move um, and going to college in Arizona was amazing. I still am like, I want all my children to be sun devils. Um, which isn't fair and you shouldn't put those expectations on your children but i just loved being a sun devil um go sun devils if anyone is listening to this um i absolutely loved it and i think that moving there really did help um me kind of end up in australia which happened um through a flurry of reasons through studying abroad meeting this random man named nick who apparently i am now marrying um and falling in love with him and coming back out to um, spend more time with him, which was meant to just be a few months. And I am still going back and forth so as we speak. So it all visit him for way. those few months. Was that on a visa, like a work visa? Or was that just on the like holiday vacation one that I got to go see you? Uh, so that was on a working holiday visa. So Australia has a program um, in place or a visa in place. The working holiday visa which is good for one year and it's mainly meant for people who are coming to do like backpacking or you know they want to travel around australia and they're going to work in cafes or you know work in small shops that sort of thing um it's certainly not limited to that but it does have some stipulations on it in terms of you can only work for each employer you you can work for one employer for six months and then you have to switch employers so um i came out and i did my freelancing um and i got involved with um the organization i work for now um so i kept really busy but that wasn't that's not typical on that visa i mean a lot of people do it but the visa is difficult in terms of getting um a job like if you want to get a job in your field just because it's seen as a very temporary visa so obviously in a competitive job market um, they're going to want to hire people who have a permanent visa, not someone who's on a working holiday visa. But you know what? It's just a challenge. I overcame it. Everyone can overcome it. And you can obviously come on that if you just want to, you know, work casually at a cafe every once in a while and travel around this beautiful country. That's totally an option, too. So um, I had come on a visitor visa before uh, to visit Nick after I had studied and then I um, came back on the working holiday visa and like I said in my head I was only planning on a few months it kind of was um uh you know there were there were kind of multiple opportunities coming up and things happening and I had just finished a fellowship in New York City where I had kind of some job opportunities there and I followed my heart 
and came to Australia. Do I sound like a walking, talking cliche <laughs> or what? Um, but, but I'm really glad I did that uh, because something that we will talk about in future episodes are long distance relationships super fun uh but it allowed us to not be long distance anymore um but i really just in general feel like i like like why can't i just be by everyone i love all the time like this is a question i know i don't understand like, somebody give me an answer power what would you pick i always pick teleportation like i just want to be where i want to be when i want to be there yeah and then be able to get back really quick you know just coming hot, slide in there, slide in out, you know, I just, it, that that's probably the, the hardest part about moving um, or feeling, I mean, in my case, I still definitely feel like I have a life in both places, you know, I by no means think that I like only live in Australia and don't, like, I, I very much still have my home and a lot of things, um, you know, in Minnesota and I really think about it. And I think for my own sanity and, and stability, I think of it as I live in, in both places and I go back and forth. Um, obviously, I spend more time here at the moment. Um, but I think, you know, whether you do a complete move and you're like, see ya, um, or you're kind of doing something like I am, uh, it's hard either way because you just have a lot of, you know, a lot of things that you don't necessarily think about or things that, you know, you might end up missing. So, you know, now I'm in the position where, when I'm not at home and I'm here, I miss out on things. But then whenever I go home, I miss out on things here. So, um, which is a very, like, it's a good problem to have. Um, but I think one of the things that I've really learned from all my moves and that I would encourage anyone to kind of think about if it's something that they're doing is to let yourself feel whatever emotions you want to feel and don't try and force yourself to feel a certain way or, um, you know, tell yourself that you shouldn't be feeling that way. Uh, because I know, you know, some, some people that I know cope really well with being away from home and they're totally fine with it. And, and that's just not me. It's just at the end of the day, that's not me. And I'm never going to be like that. I'm never going to be dancing around being like, I haven't been home in five years and I'm all good. Like, that's just not that's not how I operate. Well, and so I think, I think in your case, it was knowing that helpful that you had visited and spent a good length of time in Australia. But the area that you moved into was different than the one you studied abroad in. So, you know, there were a lot of differences you had to get used to and kind of make adjustments for things I'm sure you weren't expecting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I studied abroad in Sydney and um, I'm in Melbourne now, which is where Nick is from. Um, and yeah, and I, I'm lucky in the fact that I've been I easily adapt to different places. So, um, you know, Katie and I worked at a camp a long time ago and it, I just kind of, you know, it kind of sink or swim like, OK, I'm there. I got to figure it out. I'm going to like it. You know, um, I come with all my gear if I'm going to work at a camp, unlike somebody that I know. Um who doesn't do that? So, <laughs> so anyway, that is kind of our introduction to a long, long, long story. And we are happy to answer any questions or talk about kind of these topics more in detail, because I think it's something that a lot of people go through. And the more you talk about it, the easier it is for people rather than just trying to cruise through and pretend that everything's fine. You should talk about it and be open about it if you're having issues yeah. or you feel Rachel sad. And I actually like we've talked about this in length just because we both have done a big move and so we'll make this like the part one in the vortex uh, episodes but um, 
there were just a lot of factors that I overlooked and I don't know if you had a similar experience or I know that yours was a little bit different because you were going to kind of meet up with Nick rather than specifically for work because you had your freelance to back you up where I moved for work but we're going to cover that in part two um yes because we got to hear about um this place called Victorville we just got to hear about it sneak peek look out for our next episode and thank you for listening to help a girl out